Before we get to talking about hockey, I do need to make one proclamation that is probably of the utmost importance of anything that will be said between now and Friday, and that is this. Nevada Day should be celebrated on October 31st and only October 31st. Nevada did not enter the Union on October 25th. It did not enter the Union on October 30th at 11.59 p.m. It did not enter the Union at any point after October 31st or before it. It is October 31st. I do not care if we have to share it with Halloween. That is Nevada Day and that is law. That being said, welcome back everybody to Locked on Golden Knights Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, you can tell I'm pretty fired up for uh, the the National State Day that makes us all happy to be part of Nevada. But for the love of God, I, I get the fact that it's that it's Friday. It's supposed to get kids the day off. I totally get that. But man, like back back in my day, when, back in back in my day, I'm freaking 27. I'm talking like I'm freaking 40. But back in my day, when we were going to school and it was Nevada Day, we got off and it was the middle of the week. Like if 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 October 31st was on, say, a Wednesday, we got that day off. Sure, we had to go back to school for Thursday and Friday, which was completely stupid. But nevertheless, we were able to get that day off. Now, I love Nevada Day. I love the state I live in. I love in the city that I live in. I love this place. It has been my home ever since I was born. But for the love of God, we we need to stop acknowledging Nevada Day on any other day but October 31st. That's just my opinion. By the way, this is a hockey podcast, so welcome everybody. I am your host, Danny Webster, Vegas correspondent for NHL.com, site manager for SB Nation's Nights on Ice. And if this is the first time you stumbled upon this podcast, well, welcome. You just heard my entire rant on Nevada Day. Uh, we are a daily podcast, usually a daily podcast, talking about the Vegas Golden Knights, unless it is Nevada Day. But uh, we are a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights Monday through Friday, covering news, analysis, game coverage, all of that in between. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and probably any other podcast forum that I may have neglected or keep forgetting to mention Keep forgetting to mention on a daily basis as I uh, choke on my water. That was always fun. Uh, if you are on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave us a review, leave us a rating. Any uh, feedback, good, bad, or indifferent, is always tailored to make this podcast better and uh, helps me become a better podcaster and helps me become a better host. And uh, any suggestions that you guys might have for shows and future uh, ideas, please let me know. And if you don't want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, you can always follow us on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. And you can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. And you can still send us an email. Emails are still a thing at LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. So again, uh, it's Nevada Day tomorrow. Why it's Nevada Day tomorrow, I don't know. But usually if it's Nevada Day, that does mean as we go into the third year in a row, The Vegas Golden Knights will play a hockey game on Nevada Day, and it will be when the sun is still out. Three o'clock puck drop tomorrow between the Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche, obviously one of the better teams in the league to start this season at 7-1-1. The Golden Knights enter at 7-4 after, I guess, what you can say, a very successful road trip going uh, 2-1 with wins over the Penguins and the Blackhawks, and of course the 6-2 thrubbing by the Philadelphia Flyers, does not exist in this lexicon. So the Golden Knights return home. They will have a they will begin a four-game homestand starting tomorrow, and it will culminate in the first week of November, some somewhere around that sort. I believe they play I can't think of it off the top of my head. I think it's uh um 
who are they playing tomorrow? Colorado. Good God. Colorado, Anaheim, and it is Montreal. And then I believe Winnipeg to close out the road to the homestand before they go back on the road. Now, obviously, this is a uh, this could be a very heavy Western Conference final preview. Uh, as I mentioned, the Colorado Avalanche are one of the better teams in the league starting this season at seven, one and one. They just suffered their first regular season or regular season regulation loss. Good God. Nevada days got me all fired up, guys. This is this is this is going off for the worst. Um, but they sustained their first regulation loss on Monday against the St. Louis Blues, the defending Stanley Cup champions. But that was not the only loss that Colorado sustained during that game. They also lost one of their top forwards, Miko Rantanen, who was week to week with a lower body injury, and he will obviously not be on the ice when Colorado takes on Vegas. Uh, JT Confer will be the one replacing Rantanen on the top line with uh, Gabriel Landeskog and Nathan McKinnon, who, by the way, Nathan McKinnon is on a freaking tear. McKinnon has began this season scoring a point in every single game, and he has five goals and seven assists, which means if you do the math, that's 12 points in nine games, which means if you do more math, which math makes my head hurt, so I don't know why you would do that, uh, McKinnon is averaging more than a point per game. Uh, McKinnon can become the fifth player in NHL history to start a season on a 10-game point streak should he score a point tomorrow against Vegas joining Charlie Simmer, Rod Gilbert, Guy Lafleur, and some random guy named Gretzky, who apparently has done it three times and at one point had a 51-game point streak to begin the season. If any any NHL player ever began a season nowadays with 51 consecutive games with a point, I feel like the world would lose its mind. Because the fact that even Connor McDavid hasn't done that is kind of ridiculous. So, That is the company that Nathan McKinnon is looking to join should he score a point on Friday. For the Avalanche, obviously, as mentioned, Miko Rantanen is week-to-week with a lower body injury. JT Confer moves up. So the lineup is looking like this. Uh, Landeskog with McKinnon centering and Confer on the right. Kadri centering with Donskoy and Burakovsky. Yost centering with Wilson and one of my favorites, Val Nichushkin. And then good old buddy from Vegas, pierre Edward Belmar, centering the fort line with Matt Squared, Nieto, and Calvert. Defense pairings, Gerard and Johnson, Cole and Makar, and Graves and Zadarov, which means Makar and Zadarov are being split for the first time after skating together for the first nine games. And Philip Grubauer expected to be in the net for Colorado. For the Golden Knights, I mean, pretty much nothing has changed. Other than one addition to the lineup, Nez Garrett Sparks is the backup goaltender. He will be backing up Marc-Andre Fleury after being called up from AHL Chicago on Wednesday. Uh, Malcolm Subban still dealing with the lower body injury, and Oscar Dansk has been reassigned to the Wolves. So lines are pretty much looking the same. Carlson centering with Marsha Owen Smith. Stasny with Pacioretty and Stone. Eakin with Peary and Glass to be determined. We don't know if Carrier might move up to the third line. He did get some action uh, on Tuesday against Chicago, so we'll see how that goes. And then the fourth line of Carrier with Nosek centering and Ryan Reeves. Defense pairings, pretty much the same. McNabb, Theodore, Merrill Holden, Bischoff, England with Haig and Nicholas Waugh, who was also recalled um, from AHL Chicago. He is scratched. And injuries to Nate Schmidt, Alex Tuck, and Malcolm Subban. And, of course, the suspended Valentin Zikov. 
So the Golden Knights are in for one hell of a game coming up on this afternoon puck drop against the Avalanche. Obviously, Colorado shocked a lot of people last year by making it to the second round and were one game away from advancing to the Western Conference Final. They dispatched of the uh, Calgary Flames, the top-seeded Calgary Flames, in the uh, the top seed in the Western Conference, I should say, Calgary Flames, dispatched them in five games, made it look rather easy. And then the Flames took on the San Jose Sharks in the second round. And if not for an offsides call that was offsides or not, depending on how you feel about it, they could have been the ones taking on the St. Louis Blues in the Western Conference final. But again, but uh, that was before Colorado invested so much so much money into their depth this offseason. They were pretty much reliant on the top line and maybe a defenseman or two here. And they were expected to go from there. This year, Colorado invested a lot of money into their into their uh, depth pool. Obviously, trading for Nazem Kadri was a huge move to get him out of Toronto. They got Andre Burakovsky, Jonas Donskoy from San Jose. He's off to a solid start. And, of course, Pierre-Edouard Belmar, who was the mainstay on the Vegas fourth line for the first two years, he is now in Colorado, and he's already got three points in nine games, off to a solid start for Belly. And then, of course, you look at the defense uh, Cal McCarr and Nikita Zadorov are two really good ones. Sam Gerard, Ian Cole, also fairly decent on the blue line. Colorado is going to present a lot of matchup problems for Vegas in this one. It's going to be an up and down pace. I expect there to be a ton of goals. I think if you, I think it's going to go well over the total. I would, I would guess the total would be like seven and a half if I had to throw it out there. I think it's going to go way over. We're going to expect a lot of goals in this one. It's definitely not going to be like the uh, the Nevada Day matchup a couple years ago when Colorado came to town and Vegas won seven to nothing. It's definitely not going to be like that. The, this Colorado team is dangerous, and uh, they're going to present a lot of matchup problems going for Vegas. Who you know, if you talk to Paul Stasny, their goal is to try and outskate the top line. The top line is going to be really freaking fast and really good, even without Rantanen. Uh, but Paul Stasny definitely thinks that if you can at least skate past them and get the puck deep into the zone, you you got a better chance of beating that top line. I've said before, I think just making them play defense, making them turn around. So I think the, the hardest thing as a forward is when you want to play offensively and, and you got to turn around, face your goalie, and play defensively. You know, it wears you out a lot more than people think. And uh, when we're successful, I think we get the puck deep behind them. And, and we control the puck, the puck a little bit. We grind them. We play a heavy game, and, and you know that leads you know the other teams to cheat more and, and take more chances throughout the game. And you know that's when we take advantage of it. So you know whether you know if it doesn't work at first, we got to stick with that game plan all 60 minutes and you know make sure it's okay off. So again, puck drop at three o'clock tomorrow. Do not make the same mistake that I did. I think I told the story a couple of days ago how I woke up at 2:30 and I was doing 65 going down Tropicana. Uh, to make the game against the Lightning last year. Do not do what I did. If you're going to take a nap, please make sure you set an alarm and wake up on time. It is the 3 o'clock puck drop, Golden Knights and Avalanche. Uh, a string of games that's going to be very fun to watch. These next four home games for Vegas are going to be a lot of fun uh, to watch with um, with Colorado and Anaheim coming up on Sunday. Anaheim is going to be a fun game just because they're playing very well and that young talent is off to a fast start. And then Montreal on Halloween, the real Nevada Day, October 31st. Uh, But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about my experience with VGK VR, the new uh, setup that the Golden Knights unveiled at City National Arena today. It's a very interesting experience, a very nifty, 
bit of technology that the Golden Knights have now at City National Arena. So we're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back. So before practice started today, I was able to test out this new VGK VR system uh, at City National Arena. It is one of the more interesting setups I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, let, let uh, let me set the stage for you guys real quick here. I am not one to know how to play hockey. I am not known to be one who knows how to ice skate. I am definitely someone who has zero hand-eye coordination when it comes to anything in life. And when it comes to athletic ability, the only thing I really know how to do is roll a bowling ball and maybe throw a football and sometimes shoot a basketball. Other than that, I have zero experience with hockey. I, As far as outside of watching it, and covering it, I don't play it. And that's usually sometimes a disadvantage for me as far as analyzing the game. But I have a bad right ankle and I really have no other use to get on a pair of skates if I can't even rollerblade, which my doctor told me I shouldn't do a few months after I got out of my cast. But I tried anyway and that was a failure. If I can't even do that, I don't even know if I can do ice skating. Uh, But the Golden Knights announced on yesterday, actually on yesterday, they announced yesterday uh, this new VGK VR software that they have installed at City National Arena. It's on the first floor. It's at the very end of the, uh, on the opposite end of the arsenal, the team store. And basically what it is, and I I got to try it out. A few of my uh, other colleagues in the media got to try it out today as well. Basically what it is is you are wearing a VR helmet, a virtual reality a headset, I guess. And you are basically on a hockey rink, supposedly, and you get to try out different drills of you know, passing, shooting. I'm pretty sure you can do like goaltending drills. We only got to try out, I only got to try out two drills. Uh, one of them was a passing drill where I was passing back to the to the robot. And then the second one was trying to score on a one-timer on a goalie, which I have dubbed myself the Brendan Leipzig of VGK, VGK VR because I can pass. I can do pretty good passing drills. I cannot score to save a damn thing in my life. Um, but it is a very interesting setup. Basically, you wear this VR headset and you are looking out into this hockey rink. You're in this, uh, you're in this arena and basically what you have a hockey stick. the VR puck is literally at your feet and you're able to kind of, you know, play the puck and pass it and whatnot. It was a really cool experience. And, you know, for a lot of people like myself, who, again, I have no skill in hockey to save my life. I'm much better off calling it like I am the, uh, like I'm the Marv Albert of hockey or I am the uh, Howard Cosell calling the play-by-play of hockey. I, I, I need to look into if Cosell ever did play-by-play for hockey. I think he would have been fantastic. But um, I, I am more, uh, I am more comfortable in my element when I'm watching it, uh, as opposed to getting on it and making a fool of myself and possibly breaking something that I have no business breaking. Um, it's a very good tool for those who want to kind of learn the basics of the game, kind of maybe polish their skills before they get on the ice. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's probably a a betterment for youth hockey as well. I think to get the uh, young kids a little bit uh, more practice on their drills. I think it's fantastic for that. I don't know if it's really fantastic for those who have played the game or are currently playing the game at a professional level. I know I made the joke earlier today to a couple people where I said, oh, maybe you should get, maybe you should get some of the guys who are on the team right now to get on there. I, I don't think it's more tailored toward them, but I, it gives people that experience 
it gives the people a chance to see what it's like to actually make a play on a hockey rink. Um, obviously you're not, you're not actually skating. You're on a, you're on a, a little, uh, plat- I wouldn't say a platform. It's like a secluded area where the golden Knights, uh, centerized logo is. And you just sit in the center and do what you got to do in the, in the virtual reality world. So I, it, it is pretty cool. I think if you get a chance to go out into city national arena, um, feel free to give it a, give it a look. I don't believe there are, there are any, uh, there are any prices to it. Uh, I'm looking at the press release right now. There really aren't any, uh, prices to do it. So I think it's all free. It's probably first come first serve, but, uh, VGK VR launched today and, uh, the hours of operation for today, 10 30 AM to 8 PM, uh, tomorrow would be from 10 AM to 8 PM Saturday from 9 30 AM to 9 PM. And then Sunday from 8 30 AM to 6 PM. And then beginning on Monday, the, uh, they'll begin the regular hours of operation, which is four to 8 PM Monday through Thursday, four to nine on Friday, 10, 10 AM to 9 PM on Saturday and 12, 12 noon to four on Sunday. So if you get a chance, go out, check it out. I think it's really cool. Um, especially like I said, if you're one like me that doesn't know how to skate, uh, I think it's good to kind of get a feel for the hockey drills and kind of somewhat practice your craft if you have any. Um, but no, it's really cool. I think that it's, uh, it's a different experience. I think the Golden Knights continue to, uh, revolutionize the game of, you know, making things different and making things unique in their own spin. And this is just another experience at city national arena where, they're just trying to make more people love the game of hockey and get them to enjoy it. And I think, I think it's fantastic. I think that it's something that, you know, it, it's, it's revolutionary. It's not something that's really been thought of. Um, it's, uh, it's been brought to them by Sense Arena, which is an international VR software company based in the Czech Republic. So they've been, and, it, and they're not even like a relatively old company. They've been doing VR technology since 2018. So this is kind of a brand new step for not only Sense Arena, but also for the Golden Knights. So it's pretty cool. Go ahead and check it out. I think uh, those of you who you know bring your families and whatnot, I think you'll have a great time to do it. And uh, I think uh, it's something that everyone should at least give a shot at. And I think it was like 90 seconds a drill or something like that. And again, I only did two drills, but it was like 90 seconds each. And it felt like longer than that, probably because... Probably because I was blind as a bat and I was more focused on trying to see what I was doing um, because I wear glasses and uh, they make you take your glasses off to wear the the virtual reality thing. So as soon as I put it on, it looked like I was at the optometrist's office and all I saw, like when you when they put the uh, the giant bifocals on you and have you read the line of letters going across. And I felt like all I saw were the letter J, like seven J's all in a row. Like I, I was that bad. So. Obviously, if I'm ever going to step on an ice rink and play, I'm either going to get contacts, which I probably will never do, or I will get some kind of protective glasses where they can like strap them over my head like basketball players wear, and I can just see the puck better. But I am definitely not getting contacts. Contacts suck. I, I do not like the idea of ever poking myself in the eye just so I can see. I feel like that is a complete and utter uh, ridiculous use of time and energy that I do not have in this world. So VGK VR, it is at City National Arena. Go check it out. I think it's great, and I think a lot of people will enjoy it if you get the opportunity. So our schedule's a little bit mixed up going into the next couple of days. We obviously have the Colorado game on Friday, and the Vegas won't play again until Sunday. 
Uh, the plan, since it is an early game, our Friday show is going to be somewhat directly after uh, the Colorado game, which is pretty cool. Um, so that will be going up Friday evening, so you can have that for the entire Saturday and Sunday. And then after the Anaheim game, which is a 5 o'clock puck drop on Sunday, we will bring the reaction and whatnot to Monday, to uh, Sunday's game on Monday when they take on the Ducks. And we kind of, we're working on a couple things here and there to kind of kill the time between now and then as to what the future episodes are going to look like. Um, but right now, that is our plan. And we will be back on Friday night. So again, keep in mind, Friday night will be our next episode when we break down how the Colorado Vegas game went. And then we will be back again on Monday for Golden Knights and Ducks breaking down that game. So a little bit of a shorter episode uh, than normal. I think it was just uh, I was so fired up about Nevada Day that I just had to get that out there. Just had to air my grievances on Nevada Day. Bring it back to October 31st if you know what is good for the sake of this state. Because I am a proud Nevadan. A proud Nevadan? Nevada resident? Have we ever really settled on a term? That Nevadan? Nevada resident? I, I don't know. Whatever sounds good to you guys, let me know, and then I'll, I'll kind of roll with it. Um, but I am a proud Nevada person. There we go. Nevada person, and I would prefer to celebrate my state's day on the day it was founded in the Union. Halloween did not exist on October 31st of 1864, so therefore, make it happen. I don't care if you have to give out candy to kids and say, Happy Nevada Day instead of Happy Halloween. I have done that before. I am not kidding. I was <laughs> I was sitting outside my house one time. I think this is I think this is while I was in college. I might have a video of it still on my phone. But kids were coming by saying trick or treat, or they were trick or treating in the neighborhood. And I was outside watching a basketball game on my tablet. And I'm uh, I'm giving out candy to kids. And after they left, the parents were there, and uh, I kept saying Happy Nevada Day at, instead of Happy Halloween. And it got a, got a good chuckle out of everybody. I remember one kid distinctively who told me Happy Hanukkah in response to Happy Nevada Day. So I wanted to be that kid so bad because he was probably so excited over his dang candy. Happy Hanukkah and Happy Nevada Day to all of you. Thank you guys for joining me today for this episode of Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, we will be back tomorrow night talking about the Colorado Vegas game and can Vegas keep up this momentum going? Obviously, it was a rough, not really a rough stretch, but they would like to score more goals at five on five. But you know what? They did what they need to do. They got four out of six points and uh, move on. Now it's up to a bigger challenge at home against the Avalanche. We will break that down on Friday. Thank you guys for tuning in. I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. And happy Nevada Day. And happy Hanukkah too, maybe. I don't know. Have a good one, guys.